Hello, and welcome to Not Our First Rodeo, a podcast on faith and life by Christian women who have collectively made every mistake in the book. This is a Titus 2 podcast by King of Kings PCA, and we hope this episode is edifying to you as you continue to grow in holiness. On today's episode of Not Our First Rodeo, join Gail, Kara, Helen, and Courtney as they discuss admonishment. The definition of admonishment would be to indicate duties or obligations to, to express warnings or disapproval in a gentle, earnest, or solicitous manner. And that's what they're talking about today. In all humility, lest we be tempted, we're seeking to restore one another with gentle confrontation and encouragement. Let's hear what they have to say. So admonishment, here's a nice juicy topic, right? (laughs) It's hard to do and it's hard to have done to us. Let's see what God's word says about admonishment. It's quite a few verses. Colossians 3.16 says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing, psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your heart. So here admonishment is used in a more general sense, right? something that we do to one another. God's word admonishes us as well. First Peter 1.22, having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth for a sincere brotherly love, love one another earnestly from a pure heart. Now that doesn't mention an um, admonition, but I think it's the idea of that obedience to the truth with one another that it's trying to get at. So that's what this is talking about. Um, James 5.20, let him know that whoever brings back a sinner from his wandering will save his soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins. And there's many more. So Helen, based on those verses and others, what's your understanding of admonishment? Yeah, so if you just Google the word admonish, this is from a worldly perspective, right? They say it's to warn or reprimand someone firmly. So it kind of goes along with what you've said, maybe, and firmly can still be done, but again, kind of goes into some other topics we've had. It's the intention. It's the heart. It's why are you Mm -hmm. doing that? Is it for your own well-being or is it for someone else? I think we should be admonishing admonishing outward to other people. Yes. The last verse you mentioned Uh, it says bring back a sinner. And so I like thinking of admonishment is to try to get someone to turn around. And if we can Mm -hmm. get someone to turn around in their behavior. Yeah. Yeah. We don't do it because we're annoyed. Right. Or they, yeah. Or Or they offended us us necessarily, you know, We we care. Yeah. Right. And it's almost, I feel like there's a warning that goes with admonishment. You know, because when we see someone ready to walk off a cliff, we know where it's headed, right? Yeah. We've seen it over and over again. It never gets any easier to see. But it's, and it's hard to do because you feel like, who am I? I know my sin today. Who am I to admonish this person? But yet I can say the times people have admonished me, I, the wounds of a friend are faithful. Mm -hmm. I am really thankful. And I think I've told this before, maybe in a Bible study, but there was a time years ago when the pastor and was counseling my family with a child who's going through some things. And afterwards he called me and said, Hey, I need to talk to you. Um, 
everything you said today was 100% accurate. Said, but I noticed that when you kept presenting the truth of what was happening in the situation, I saw your child shrink. And um, he said, I think there's, I'm not telling you not to counsel your, ch your child, they need it. But I think you are correcting too much. <laughs> you know, you don't always have to be right. You don't have to have the last word. And he said, you know, yeah, you're more intelligent and articulate than a 17 year old, as you should. But you got to watch what you're doing here. Mm -hmm. And boy, I took that to heart. And I had a deep time of repentance. I, I purposed from that day on with that child to not bring things up, right? If that sounds, not that you can never bring things up, but right. yeah. I focused on getting to know them. It was a, it was a big turnaround. Wow, that's great. Um, I think we have a good relationship today based a lot on that. That would not have happened had no mm -hmm. one brought that up. Because yeah. we don't always know. We're not intentionally trying to hurt people. Right. Uh, but that's great. Somebody cared enough to say that. Like, mm -hmm. oh, that's wonderful. I, yeah, I, I'm someone who likes admonishment. I know it sounds really weird, but <laughs> nothing is more um, troubling to me than to know. I have this prohibitive conscience, you know, so like to know that I'm doing something wrong and no one, my friends aren't telling me what. That's not loving, like right? Something in your teeth. Mm -hmm. Is right. no one gonna? No one told me <laughs> you're gonna let me go it. on in this destructive pattern. Right. And Doug's been able to confront me on a few things over the years. He's not a huge confronter, but when he does, I really listen because I'm the one always one like you know you could really work on this. <laughs> you know, um, he hardly ever does it. So when he does, I'm all ears. So, how about you? What are your experiences with admonishment? I think one of my first experiences with like Christian admonishment um, as I was a new believer and I was just doing like I do and griping about something my husband didn't do, hadn't done, and it's taking forever. And I had, she used a not nice term. She just basically said, shut up. He'll get to it when he gets to it. And that person must've known the way I hear mm -hmm. <laughs> because uh, People didn't usually approach me so boldly, <laughs> so that was important. But it was, yeah, what what am I so holding on to? You know, we went on to a further conversation than that, but just that stop and turn around. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't. this isn't the direction you want to be going in. That friend has always said admonishment is wanting something better for someone than they know to want for themselves. Oh, that's really good. And sometimes it's like you described going off a cliff. You have to say it firm, like stop. But your heart is still, I want you to not fall over that cliff I just did last week. You know, uh, I just love those little mm -hmm. things that help me right. think about something quickly. Yeah. So we can be firm and gentle at the same time. Mm -hmm. yeah. I know that sounds a little bit like contradiction, but I don't think it is. I like this verse, Galatians 6.1. Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore them in yeah. a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself lest you to be tempted. I think that's important to watch yourself. I think it's always better to relate to people as a fellow sinner, right? Rather than say, you do say, you know what? This is rich coming from me because I do this all the time and I'm so sorry, but I see what it caused in my life. And I want to shout at you to, right. to change before 
you have to have some of these consequences. I love the spirit behind there is that to restore. That's what we want, right? The ministry of reconciliation. And, and I've had times too, where I've had to say hard things to people. And sometimes they say you're crazy and walk off and then it's between them and God. Right. But more than not, they're like, you know what? I didn't see that. Yeah. And it's hard to do. Well, it's hard to hear. I know when you come coming from an abusive background myself you've created patterns right Mm -hmm. and sometimes they're just survival patterns Mm -hmm. but they're patterns nonetheless and you don't even realize what you're doing and what you're saying and i remember one time in particular where i was saying something to dirk and and he says you know when you talk about that this is this is what you do. And I don't remember the specifics, so I'm not going to share the specifics. <laughs> <laughs> Who can know which one? <laughs> it took me off guard. I mean, it was like I was just hit between the eyes, and I was like, I do? And then I thought about that for a while. I was like, wow, first of all, that's not good. <laughs> Secondly, how do we change this? And um, it was great because no one else maybe felt they could say something. But this is your husband. You know, he sees you day in and day out. And yeah, we changed that pattern. I hope. I haven't heard it from him since. That's good. But, um, and to not resent yeah. him for it. Like, he's for you. He's exactly. on your team. Exactly. He would never tell you something just to be critical. I mean, right? right yeah. And even if they do deep down, they really are for us. Right. And so I think that's important to remember, too. Like, this is hard for someone to do. Mm-hmm. So I need to listen to um there's this navigator guy from when I was in college. I'm trying to remember his name. I think it was Leroy Eines. Not that it matters his name, but whenever anyone confronted him on something, even if he didn't believe that he did anything, mm-hmm. he, he says, will you give me 24 hours to pray? And then he asked God, search me. If there's even mm-hmm. one yes. little hint that I am wrong, I need to you know, seek forgiveness. Right. And he said more times than not, even if though he maybe have not done, did everything they said, yeah, there was pride behind what I said, you know, and then, but to have that time to process that before God and get back to person. Yeah. That's great. That shows humility, yeah. which is a hard thing to have mm-hmm. and then to act upon. Mm-hmm. It's hard to be humble, just regular, let alone when someone's confronting you with something. Right. And usually the people who would be, bold enough or brave enough to come to you with a, an admonition is someone who knows you and yeah. they're close. So it's almost like, right. you know, my secrets and you're going to turn them against me. So you can get oh. so defensive sure. and it, it's hard to just pull back a little bit. Just hold on. I love the, just take 24 hours to pray. Yeah, that's great. God, yeah. can, God can show you a whole lot of sinfulness in 24 hours, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, usually these are people that are close, like a husband or like, how dare you? Tell of all people, mm-hmm. <laughs> do you know what you did last week? That's rich coming from you. Yeah, it's <laughs> so easy to de- you know to defend or try to justify what you're doing and not want to hear that. But right, and that's just pride because we're really far worse than what anyone sees. Right. So anything they see that is right, that's just the tip of the iceberg. You know, the half of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I exactly. But and that's what David said: "Search me, O oh God, know my heart." And we should be. We should be doing that on a regular basis anyway. Mm-hmm. I know whenever Dirk and I would have an argument, 
And of course I would get mad. And then I'd go straight to God. I'd say, okay, Lord, this is on you. You either change me or you change him. Show me what I've done wrong so oh, we can yeah. fix this or show him. And uh, well, I got some good results that way. I bet. That's yeah. faithful to, to that kind <laughs> of a heart, right? I'm done. I can't fight this battle by myself. So you're just going to have to referee and you're going to have to show us. what we'll That's where we should start. We yeah. should know that this is not like you can't do this yourself. You can't, yeah. you know, fix anything. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes right. we want to go and bring the admonition to someone and we're just like, I think they should know this. Well, then you can kind of get into gossipy stuff and it's not mm-hmm. a heart for a person anymore. It's, um, yeah. And sometimes people will confront us about things that are 100% not true. Mm-hmm. And then you have to ask yourself, okay, if I didn't do that, is there something under, is, yeah. do I have something, some way I'm coming across that isn't loving or, you know, right. usually there's something we can do. Sometimes it might not even be that thing, but just how someone feels about the, our relationship. Yeah. I had a woman do that when I was, I don't know, probably 15 years ago, a woman came and asked me to forgive her for something I did to her or she wanted to, what? she was seeking forgiveness from me for something I had done to her. Basically, she was just telling me that I had defended her. And like, I could have just got mad and all of that. Like, well, sure, I forgive you. Clearly, that's not what was needed. She, I heard her feeling somewhere. And I was like, could you tell me more what I did so I can understand? Because, you know, sometimes I might not be sorry, but probably yeah. I would be. And, you know, but that I have had that happen to where someone wants to, would you forgive me for being mad at you? Cause you offended me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it would be better to say, I need to talk to you. Really yes. Offended me. Yeah. So that you'd be like, don't clo- clothe you, it in there. Oh, nice I'm, way of saying, I'm mad at you. And you. <laughs> yes. But it would be so much easier if we could say like, you offended me or you, yeah. you did something sinful or wrong. And this was wrong when you did that. But it would take, I think that takes a lot more bravery than the church it really has. Really. I was going to say, what what kind of people do we need to be if we are going to be admonishers? We have to be open to admonishment. Right? Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. Honest. But Honest I think that people. yeah. But I think that we live in a time where I mean, everybody is offended by every little thing, and that mm-hmm. oftentimes it makes it definitely makes me not want to say anything. Mm-hmm. I don't want them to be hurt or mad or whatever. Um, or take it the wrong way, or we can justify our way out of anything, right? But um, but ad- we are called to admonish. We're called to be admonishers. So what, I mean, how do we get to be so brave and bold to be able to say these things when mm-hmm. we're told all the time, well, mind your own business. It's none of your business. I, I know. I think, too, mm-hmm. the area, and you're in this right now, mm-hmm. where the, a lot of offense has to do with kids and mm-hmm. other kids are treating your kids. and mm-hmm. you're, You know, I grew up in an era where other adults were allowed to instruct kids you know like i saw these kids one time like throwing grasshoppers against a wall till they splattered now that's something little boys do not the end of the world but it's not nice right that's not how we treat and i remember telling hey don't do that and then the, the mom came around and said oh no no you don't tell them what to do so was I out of my place? I don't know. I, I think it's a generational thing where within reason, another adult could tell you, especially in their own house, don't do that to my walls, <laughs> you know, and it wasn't considered, no one got defensive. 
Right. Now that can go too far, but you know what I mean? We shouldn't be so touchy that no one can say anything to us or our kids. Um, so you're saying, what kind of person do you need to be uh, humble? I would say, yeah. know your own sin going into it and relate that, like start with that lead with your weaknesses. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think that that's part of speaking the truth and love. And, you know, we are fellow travelers. My friend Beth always says, Oh, I'm going to ruin this. But she always says, you know, at the end of the day, we're just two starving beggars pointing each other to the next piece of bread. You know, we, we don't claim some like, well, I never do that. You know, our attitude should be, you know what, I'm, I'm embarrassed to even bring this up because I do this all the time. Maybe we can help each other. Those are open doors. Like this, someone cares about me. And I would say this too, if no one's confronted you in a while, maybe you're not confrontable. So I think about that a lot, but that, that is what brings, brought me to my question initially. Cause yeah. you say that a lot. And I love that. I want to be somebody who's able to take that. But at the same time, I feel like I am somebody who would take that well. And yet nobody ever does. And so it's like, Oh, people, well, maybe do. I don't, I don't, <laughs> like, do. I feel like I'm in this, I don't know, this spiral of like, wait, well, remember, am I okay? is it okay? I don't know. Do you remember when Kate said about your testimony? Yeah. 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 So that's a friend. Yeah. She was offering just some really good, solid feedback. And mm-hmm. once she said it, I kind of was like, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Now, no one, you don't do your testimony wrong. It's just like, right. There are things that could have you been included yeah, you that would have been yeah. very helpful to people. Mm-hmm. But, you know, whatever. We have more than one chance to right. do it. But I don't know. I think, I think I've is... talked to you about things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know, yeah. I don't know that it's yeah. necessary. I think just the church in general is not doing it as good a job as it needs to in this area. I think we're following the world's example way too closely and we're, we're doing things the way the world does it. And that's not helpful. Mm -hmm. I know my own sinful lean in this is I think it's not your business. My own business. Right. Right. So, but yet with Christians, it is right. It is our business because we're we're fellow travelers. It is our family. But Mm -hmm. my sin affects you. Yeah. Yours affects me. like I have to really believe that is sinful if I do not do this. And a lot of these things that we are not doing in the church, we kind of just think like, yeah, we should be. Like there are suggestions or there are nice things to do. And so we're not confessing it as sin. If I just think like, well, yeah, I don't think to do that. And everybody's like, well, yeah, that's tough. But if someone doesn't say yes, but that's sinful for you to think that way, mm-hmm. then I don't have to check myself and look at my motives and do that. And so I think it's just not getting done. Just there's things that the church is not necessarily doing anymore. But I don't know if we've pulled back so much because the church, the world is like just everywhere in our face with it. Don't Mm -hmm. you wonder though, if we're just, we're so busy pointing out what the world's doing wrong, Mm -hmm. which is obvious, right? We live with a confederacy of dunces as uh, (laughs) who said that Jonathan, Jonathan Swift, you know, the whole idea is we have idiocy (laughs) all around us on many levels, right? You know, the wisdom of the world is not God's wisdom, right. but how do we live as exiles in this world? It's to do good to the inhabitants of this world. And we do that by growing, by being obedient and by cheering one another on in, in that. Yeah. yeah we, we should look different from the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, agree. Know? I mean, when somebody walks through those doors, they should see this is very different from what I used to, even if it's different from the church next door, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. King of Kings should be doing things differently. And that is how God is glorified. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and back to your question, Courtney, too, I, there's a relationship there. There has to be a relationship yeah, before you can even begin to speak to somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, and vice versa, right? For yeah. someone to say that something yeah. to you. Yeah. yeah. Don't you think, too, the relationship is huge, right? right. Oh, you never talked to me, but now you got something I did wrong. Now you're going right. to talk. <laughs> um, it's easier to take from someone you know yeah. who's for you. Also, I think you know we have we should see a consistent pattern before we jump True. on something. Right. You know, if someone. That's a good point. You know, sometimes just things come out of our mouth that we don't mean to say, or I mean, who hasn't done that? That's my life. Um, I think though, if we if it's one thing here or there, that's where forbearance comes in. Like mm-hmm. we talked our last episode, right? That's mm-hmm. like you know what. That is not who that I know that person to be. There was a weak moment of the flesh. They're going to sort that out. Right. But when we see a consistent pattern that is harmful to someone else or themselves or, or God, right? Yeah. That's when we absolutely. speak out. I don't want to be jumped on. I don't know about you the first time you do something <laughs> wrong. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I, I think there's a difference between sinfulness and just making Christian mistakes. Like you just tripped or you botched up that day or something. Those That's different than... I see that this is how you live is a different conversation. But again, that's the relationship. You have to know them. You have to be around enough to say, you "You did this one time or you did it 20. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I was was invested in that. And you don't always have to say something, right? (laughs) Some things are caught more than taught. And so I would say in terms of people you're working with in a discipleship situation, some things in their sanctification they're, yeah. they're just got, not going to know that right away and uh, give them time to grow. Um, I, I think teachability, maybe we should do an episode on that. Mm-hmm. Because when I was first getting to know Doug, he had so many good qualities in, and that I really was attracted to. The one thing that I love more than anything is he was teachable. Like if you confronted him on something, he he didn't get defensive or you know he would try to see it from scripture's point of view and you know no matter where someone at they're teachable they're gonna grow and they're gonna grow pretty fast you know because that's where we should all be yeah yeah and i i think too there's something to be said even going along with relationship this i don't think the church is necessarily doing this but it needs to be done in-house this is our home and like Mm -hmm. helen was saying like uh-huh. At King of Kings, we should be seeing this happen. We should see admonition and we should see disciplining within each other. But we're not going to go into someone else's house and tell them, well, this is what you should do because this is what we do here. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, like take care of your house. And you mean Christians versus non believers? That and also just this building compared to next one. If I'm not part of that family, I mean, I am. Right. We're family. Here. I know that there's like the the global and the local and all that stuff. But I mean, I'm not going to go critiquing and admonishing someone from some other church that, yes, I might see a habit of that. This is how they do something. And I don't think it's unless you're in a close relationship. And, right. And yes, yeah. there's that, but yeah, because I mean, we've had situations where people come to our studies and really have a hard time with some of our doctrines, maybe infant baptism is one. And so, you know what people come from all different, you know, I like people to be patient with me when I don't understand things. So there's a place where we can explain that, right? Now, does a person have to believe it? No, we can't make them believe it. I think it's, what am I trying to say? I just wouldn't go to a Roman Catholic church and tell them they're doing baptism wrong. 
Right. Because it's their house, right? And also, I think we need to, for me, I have to really make sure that the issue is biblical because I have a ton of pet peeves. Like it bugs (laughs) me to no end when I hear a woman just demand that her husband get her something like, hey, we grab me that, grab me that without asking. Hmm. Like it just, it's a pet peeve. And maybe there's something biblical in that, but I should check first. Yeah. Because if it's just something like, woman, (laughs) what is wrong? You're rude. (laughs) Like it bugs me. But I have to like, so don't jump first, like check. I have to make sure that it's a really, it's a biblical thing is what we're we're trying to correct their course towards Christ. Not just, yes. You know, habits or behaviors that we don't like or agree with. I think one thing we need to be careful with, and this is a totally whole other episode. I just ordered a book on it. It's um, (laughs) relating to your adult children. Mm. It is hard not to want to tell them what to do all the time. (laughs) I mean, you've mothered them your whole life. And you see, like, I remember when I was 30 and I thought that and not like, oh, you can't no chronological snobbery. I'm not talking about just because you're older, you could still be wrong. Right. Mm-hmm. But there are some things that come about by experience, but you know, or wisdom should. Or, or should. should. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, they don't have to feed their kids the way we did. Maybe they do it better, you know, or just let them work it out. <laughs> you know, sometimes there's that too. Yeah. But I think sometimes even just asking the person, like, you know, like I've seen something and you're like, are you, would you are you willing to hear because they can be like no i don't want to and then you're done but that shows someone's openness even though yeah because i when you said adult kids that's what i've been trying to do with my kids do you want to know what i think no and i've gotten that okay and then not ready for that no yeah i started asking this is recent saying okay you're telling me this do you want advice or do you just need someone to listen I just need someone to listen. Okay. Yeah. Chris says that with me. That's a really... Is this just <laughs> me in the, in the room while you talk, or do you want me to say things back? That's a husband and wife for sure. I think yeah. there's onus on the adult children as well to say, mm-hmm. I don't need to take everything they're saying as this harsh criticism. Yeah. They're for me, you know, all those kind of things, because there's things I would say to a friend that they wouldn't bat an eye at. But you say it to your kid and they think you're criticizing. Mm-hmm. There's something about yeah. your mom telling you what to do. Um, <laughs> that's a little hard to take. I was the same way with my mom and mother-in-law. And I'm thinking, you know what? I was just too full of pride to actually hear what they said. What a great reminder for us to remain in fellowship with one another and develop our relationships so we can be used for spiritual encouragement with one another. But more importantly, be open to the wisdom that our brothers and sisters would have for us and be receptive to correction ourselves. Galatians 6.1 says, Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. Thank you so much for joining us. If you enjoyed this Titus 2 podcast, go ahead and subscribe so you won't miss an episode. Visit our show notes for more information about our church and upcoming women's conference.